Pursuit of Podcast, a purely guest-centric show focusing on people and organizations that advance positive change. Positivity can be anywhere, and in a time of vast discord, the pursuit of is finding those who champion its causes loudest. Join us as we sit and learn about the pursuits of local leaders in their community. Let's go. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Pursuit of Podcast, where it's truly not us, it's you. I'm Ryan Buck, Artist Development, New Leonard Media, and with me, as always, is the boss, Mark Wilson, President, New Leonard Media. Oh, hey, Ryan. How's it going? Dude, it's going great. I just got a new okay. Ryobi Weed Whip. <laughs> That's enough of that. With us today is Marco Diedenbach, Director of the Crystal Community Ski Club's Master the Mountain Program. That's right. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, Marco Diedenbach or the Master of the Mountain. Both. You got it all right. Pro- not a professional. Probably should have checked it before. But thank you so much for being here. And for our listeners unfamiliar with the program, can you tell us about the Crystal Community Ski Club and, of course, Master the Mountain? Because this was new for me. Sure. Crystal Community Ski Club, or CCSC as we call it, just because it's a mouthful. But uh, it, it's a nonprofit. Works out of Crystal Mountain. Hence, we call ourselves Crystal Community Ski Club. And the club itself really has three different sections to it. I run the Master of the Mountain program, uh, but there's also a race academy for kids who are into ski racing, anywhere from the elementary child trying to get into it to uh, we have high school teams and everything in between. There's also a Nordic program or cross-country ski program that also serves a variety of schools through a a program called Nordic Rocks, uh, where they're taking cross-country skis that are slightly adapted so kids can just go get in with their regular snow boots but they're working with 600 kids in schools around the area they also run uh youth elementary programming a middle school and a high school team and then my program the master of the mountain we are learn to ski learn to snowboard program uh the whole club serves seven to 17 year olds but i in Master of the Mountain, we also run a uh, junior instructor program sure. that's certified. Uh, we're, uh, we just started uh, this last year with a junior patroller program, and we hope to expand upon that. And we are also at that same stage with a freestyle program for kids who want to get a little bit more uh, you know, technical, getting into the park and more difficult right. terrain. So we kind of do a whole lot and we serve a big area, kind of people coming in from Manistee and Traverse City and Leelanau oh, wow. County and, and everywhere else around. So we're just, we're trying to get the word out and let people know there's good things for kids to do in the winter months. Right. Get active. And the mission, and I like this, build an organization through leadership of the board to develop the skills through certified instruction, coaching for lifelong values, and enjoyment of snow sports for youth and family. So what sort of skills specifically are you referencing and going for through this? Well, you know, right now with the Learn to Ski program, what we want is we just want to get kids active and outside. You know, if we can get the families involved. Last year, this pandemic year was a little bit of a hassle for everybody, but the year prior, we did a couple uh, parent days where we got parents on skis so they could get out there with their kids. How was that? Were there any funny moments? That, um, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't instructing with the uh, with parents at that point, but I did have a couple come up to me a couple weeks after and say, "Hey, it was great. We got to go out and ski with our kids. The kids just so love it, and to finally get." the parents onto skis, whether they used to do it or they'd never done it, to go out there and see your kid doing something that they really love. First time on skis. That's a rarefied air where 
it can go wrong pretty quickly in comically. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily we've got awesome instructors. Uh, we work with the ski school at Crystal Mountain. So all of our instructors are like certified and top of the line. And I kind of, I'd like to think that I, I pick and choose, you know, I have, I have good conversation with all my instructors before uh, we bring them on to kind of let them know what my expectations are and expectations of our club and, and their involvement. Because what we're doing really is we're taking a group of kids every Sunday and sometimes in our other programs multiple days a week and you're putting them with uh, a coach or an instructor. Right. And so they're not only just teaching the technical skills of, you know, how to ski or snowboard, but they become a mentor. These kids, they're maybe hopefully getting these kids really into snow sports and this will be something that they remember forever. So if this is, I want someone who's positive, who's going to have a positive impact and understand that the weight of that role in being a part of the club. Right. And you've mentioned skiing and snowboarding a few times. Mm -hmm. I remember a time when snowboarding was new. Yeah. I'm going to date myself. But there is a little acrimony between the two. Is it a little more aligned now? Is there more understanding of each pursuit? I think so. I think that the in the old school days, for sure, there was a lot of animosity. Skiers didn't like snowboarders and vice versa. I think like many things as you go through the years, they kind of started to come together in some ways. Yeah, you do have your ski racers, but you've also got a ton of skiers going in the park. Freestyle skiers. Yeah, ski freestyle. Right, right. So they're like got their own art form kind of in that same vein that the snowboarders were doing back in the day, you know? I think it all changed when the Razor scooters came out. You think Razor scooters did it? Yeah, and then skateboarders realized, like, well, I could ski too if I want. You know, we see a lot of kids who are on skis who kind of want to stay on skis but go into more freestyle stuff. I grew up skiing for many years. I hurt my knee in high school and and never felt quite right. But when I strapped into a snowboard, it felt great. So I became a snowboarder, you know, 15, 17 years ago. So that was just easier on your body at the time. And yeah, like I just didn't have uh, like a big heavy weight at the end of a, a leg with a knee that just didn't feel solid. Right. You know, so. And you graduated from Michigan State with a BA in communication arts and science. I did. Your early career was spent helping youth aging out of the foster care system with the Michigan Youth Opportunity Initiative. You helped those in need at the Northern Lakes Community Mental Health Center, designing engaging after-school programs for Sutton Bay schools. So where did the spark ignite to do this kind of work? Was it in college? Was it before? Was it after? Oh, you know, that's a great question. I was always a guy in my life who engaged with youth i was like a teenager and we were at like a family party i'd be like directing what some something for the kids keep kids going and and active and as i got older it's just a skill set that i have to be able to uh work with and talk to and and really connect with at-risk kids and when you're good at that just opportunities arise because if you're good and someone sees you've got this skill they will say hey you need to talk to so-and-so over here and so i kind of moved from grant funded job to grant funded job doing different things and eventually that moved me from being downstate in lansing and, and onondaga to moving up here to work at the alternative high school right so and we we've had other guests on the program who do work grant funded jobs and can you talk a little bit about that and how tenuous it can be and how unsure yeah, well, I can tell you because I'm a carpenter now. <laughs> I got out of the the grant funded business because it was so um, 
you know, you'd be part of these grants and you have, you're building this program and you're building, trying to build towards this bigger and bigger and better thing that is helping kids. And then, uh, you don't get the grant or the grant money shifts and now they want to put grant money towards something else and jobs that fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Well, at any time in the process, correct? Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, obviously there's like fiscal years and when you can apply, but like, so for the Crystal Community Ski Club, we got a grant, the Master of the Mountain program got like a huge grant from the Sheer Winter Foundation. And it's amazing and it's allowed us to really blossom and grow. And I hope we can really lay down some long-term planning on how the club's going to go. But we really don't know if we're going to get funded next year until like September, October, right. November. And we're talking about a chunk of change that really you know, keeps us afloat. So we're trying to be very, uh, diverse in our, you know, grants that we go for in the area from just local rotary charities or even smaller rotary clubs out in Benzie and, mm -hmm. and Manistee to going for bigger national grants. And right. we have a great grant writer who, um, I really enjoy working with Michelle Russell. Um, she's just a powerhouse. It's, it's, it's a, a skill. It is a distinct skill set. Yep. And she allows me to do what I do, which is great. And when you have a team that works like that, it feels really good. So we're at a point where we're really looking at blossoming in the next right. five years, I'd say. Are you finding that this current directorship has any crossover with your past vocational lives? Do you see at-risk youth, for example, attracted to this? Well, see, that's the interesting thing. Yes, I do. Um, we have a great scholarship program with the club. So we're able to bring in kids who... Uh, want to take part, but maybe don't, their family don't have the financial resources. So there is some socioeconomic diversity, but I mean, let's be honest, skiing and at a resort, I mean, that's an expensive thing that there's a certain population that can afford to do that. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at keeping building grants and also building scholarship funds so that we can work with area groups that need it. You know, I talked to Mr. Wilson about, you know, maybe doing some reach out to the tribe this last year through the share winter foundation. I went to a, we were, they wanted every grantee to go through an equity training. So oh, wow. once a month I've been sitting down on a zoom call with people from Whistler and Oregon and Montana and Idaho and, and out East. And they're all doing great programs with kids that are supported by these grants from Evo and Share Winter. And I got put into a breakout session room with one guy and we start talking and it turns out he's from Flint and he's running a program down in Flint at Mount Holly. And so we started chatting and I was like, Hey man, I want to have you guys come visit us. Like same grant. I want your kids who are going there on Tuesday nights to come up here and spend a day with us. And boy, that just took off. And I kind of had to tell all the powers that be that were really excited and trying to make things happen. Like slow down, let, we want your support, but you know, let Jalen and I design what we need to do for our kids. Right. So to answer your question, yeah, doing what I did in the past, I was always building programs and promoting programs and coming up with ideas and then implementing them through collaboration. And so I'm a connector and I love to create 
situations like that. And we were able to do that with the kids from Flint. And it was amazing. It helped that it was like 34 degrees and bluebird skies and sunny <laughs> and lovely. And we had a great time. And the kids came and learned. And we had tons of food to celebrate with. And then we got together with the kids from Flint and the kids from the Master of the Mountain program. And we, at that point, knew kind of the skill level of everybody, of all, all of our guests. Mm-hmm. And we were to plug them into our groups. And they hit the slopes with all of our kids from up here and got to taste a bigger resort experience. Yeah. And planning on coming again next year. And we're trying to grow it uh, across the region with uh, the Michigan Ski Area. Our ski, MSIA, Michigan Ski Industry Association. Wow. So how often do those kind of serendipitous meetings happen? How important is that to connect with somebody from another area? Do you seek those out? Do you have time to do that? I make time. Generally, I have an idea or a vision of what I want to see happen, and then I start talking to about it to some people and just kind of like try to create some, a little bit of energy around that. And invariably, somebody will say, oh, hey, have you talked to so-and-so, or do you know blah, blah, blah from this place? And I'm like, no. And then they give me a number, or they give me a name, and then I'll just call, I'll just get a hold of that person on the blue right. and say, hey, I hear you're doing something similar to like I'm doing, and I'd like to try to grow this in our area. Just kind of, if we can all work together, we can build something bigger and better that's how we met through connections similar oh did you yeah Mm -hmm. well it's interesting you talked about being on this virtual meeting with larger communities whistler and and things like that is our smaller community more of an advantage did they talk about how it's difficult because they're so spread out or is there an advantage to being in a smaller community like ours you know i see it as an advantage because everybody knows somebody you know there's a lot of interconnection I think that at some of these other places, they're dealing with far greater numbers than we do in terms of my club. I'd love to see our numbers grow by a lot, and I think our, our club can support that, and Crystal Mountain can support that. But it doesn't matter what, how big the program is, how little it is, they're still hitting those same pitfalls. You know, A lot of the people that are doing this work have a passion for youth and a passion for sports and especially skiing or snowboarding, they want to share that. And yes, we know that the family that, you know, has a lot of money and has the the free time to go to the resort, of course they may get engaged, but how do we get, and this happens all the time, like we're in an equity training. How do we get more BIPOC, you know, population involved in what we're doing? And that, takes some effort to, to identify build some trust you know let them let people know that we're here for we're not just trying to take their money we, we definitely want people to have skin in the game you yeah. know but if there's a barrier you want to do this and there's a barrier then let's work together and right. find a way to make this a possibility so you're interacting with youth age 7 to 17 mm-hmm. which one could say maybe it's kind of an underrepresented voice out there, right? So I think what's interesting is what kind of challenges do you hear from them? What kind of, aside from COVID, you know, what do you hear? What do they struggle with? Just in conversation. You know, when you're on the chairlift with the kids, you get to chat a little bit. And it's amazing what the kids will talk about, you know? Sometimes it's their friends and something that was hard that was happening in their friend group or their peer group. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get, you know, a child opening up about their parent situation or we're on every Sunday thing and maybe some Sundays yeah. they're with dad and other Sundays they're with mom and one or the other gets them there or gets them there on time and you can just see the stress 
that that builds in a kid. But one of the big aspects of our club is not just drilling kids so that they learn these skills. There's a huge social component. So like when a kid checks in and to our club, they're with the same group pretty much the whole season. So they got like a little posse of skiers and snowboarders that they get to roll with across the hill with their instructor slash mentor. And so it becomes, I think, a safe space and a fun space, regardless of what else is happening in the kid's life. They get to have that time. And that's what we're trying to instill, right? We want kids to be active in the winter, go out and have healthy fun with their friends, and in the end, have these amazing experiences. Yeah. And so the goal is to get them in early, teach them how to ski, snowboard. If they want to look at the patroller thing, we're going to have a junior patroller. If they want to get into freestyle, we have that. If they want to go race, they can do that. If they want to do an instructor thing. I mean, this helps the kids, and it helps the industry. Right. You know? It feels like that that age group is just, you know, go to school, shut up, do what you're told, eat your vegetables, and it's nice that they have an outlet because mm-hmm. they've got problems too. And that's just it. Like they're running everywhere and they're playing all these sports and they're doing this. And then they, they know they show up on Sunday and it's like, we're going to go skiing. We're going to be with our friends. We're going to yeah. joke. We're going to laugh. We're going to have snacks. There's three hours you've got that you can get lost in that world. Yeah. Hence also the parents get that same time, you know? So it's sure. great when you see the parents like go hop, put on their skis and go off and have a ski date together. You yeah. know, like that doesn't happen enough. I mean, let's be honest, it doesn't happen sure. enough in busy lives. Sure. You mentioned your mentors and coaches. Is this totally volunteer-based or are there some paid positions? No, these are paid positions. Uh, we work with the ski school at Crystal Mountain, rather, and we hire those certified instructors to be teaching for our club. It's great for them because they know they get three hours uh you know guaranteed every sunday because you know depending on the weekend there's gonna be more people there or not um so they can always just bank on sunday afternoons they've got three hours and they can right. they can pack classes around that and so we have those instructors that are paid and then we have a board of volunteers that kind of oversees what we're doing and then our you know like directors of our different programs are paid sure. as well and you mentioned the board. So what are the terms like for a board member? And how, how diverse is your current board? Um, I think we're working on getting more diverse. The terms are, uh, we have like uh, like one-year terms up to three years in a certain role. Sure. So our last president was here for three years. He just stepped down. He became a treasurer. We had another mm-hmm. person who joined the board, hopped on as president. It's really doing some great things and, uh, you know, taking the club in some new directions with some different eyes and a different, and a different skill set, which is great. And then we have some parents that are avid skiers and have skill sets that will help build our club as well as some folks who are, you know, happy to have the skill set to work with that population that we're trying to target right. you know what the socioeconomic bipoc how do we get people who you don't always see on a ski slope on a ski slope sure you know i'm curious as to the time it takes for you because when does the program start in earnest because i can imagine there's work that happens in the non-winter months right yeah. like so it's not just Snowfall, now we get going, right? So there's other things that you're doing. There's like a, there's a ramp up stage. And honestly, one of the things that we have 
needed to get better about is our marketing. And that is because in the off season, we have a bunch of people who are athletes and they like their, they're into their sport. It's mountain biking. Now it's mountain biking. Now it's soccer. Now it's <laughs> mm-hmm. this or now it's yeah. that. So skiing kind of falls by the wayside. Well, this year we're going to be, we've got a better plan and we're going to be meeting monthly and we're breaking out and really looking at doing some real marketing across various avenues. You know, we want to, of course, get into local print media, like some of just the, the smaller local papers. Right. We've already had some great articles written by local journalists who are willing to share those with any publication that wants to put something out there. If they could do that in November and talk about our club and how what we do, get the word out to those people who aren't seeing us because the people who are following our social media are generally people who've been already involved with our club. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, us, I'd love to see us as a club start, you know, working with our families who love this program. And even though our numbers were a little greater than half of the year before due to the pandemic, one of the things I think that brought to the parents was they really like having the social, like lots of kids that their kids can be around. They were not getting that because schools were closed. And so I think if we get some real advocates, we could reach out into some school districts and have the parents kind of help navigate. Like, who do we talk to about getting it into the e-newsletter? So right more eyes will see our website and and click on that link. And does Crystal Mountain itself help you with marketing at all? Because, you know, they've got their own... They do, and they have quite a robust program, and we are... That was our last board meeting we had. Crystal Mountain was like, yeah, whatever we can do, they're like, we're on board. I think we've synced up now, which is great. There's been a few things, a few crossovers, you know, that Crystal Mountain has picked up over the past years, but I think we're going to see a lot more of those, which is going to be great because... It's amazing how many people that are in the Crystal community, whether they are landowners there or condo owners or just visiting, don't really know who who our club is. You know, we want our logo and our club name to be like synonymous. Like you're going to see a kid with that logo and you're going to think, oh yeah, that's the CCSC and they're doing good things out there. You know, that's the place we'd like to get. And I think it's going to take us a little bit more time, but... The owners of Crystal Mountain are very supportive of you, as I understand it. Super duper supportive, and that makes everything easier when you've got that kind of support coming from up top. So if, let's say, you're not a skier or a snowboarder, are there other ways you can participate in this at all? I think that the Nordic program has been great to introduce kids. It's an easy, you're on flat ground, and I think that... A lot of times kids come to us, we get the really young ones who have never skied, you know, and so that can be intimidating. But when it comes to getting kids involved that maybe haven't done it, we definitely welcome brand, we call them uh, never evers. We welcome never evers. It is <laughs> great when we see a kid who's a never ever. There was one kid two winters ago who he came out, he had some developmental things going on mm-hmm. and he was very shy and very quiet. And by the end of the season, he was skiing down green and blue runs. And I was, I was taking videos and showing to mom and dad who grew up skiing at Crystal Mountain and had a lot of trepidation and whether it was going to be a good fit and it was going to work and all this. And by the end of the winter, they were just like wow. overjoyed to be able to go skiing with their son that they never thought they'd get there. So oh my gosh. that's like a super great heartwarming Yeah. The other aspect of this is as we look at the long term, we're looking at maybe expanding outside of 
snow sports, mm-hmm. you know, mountain biking is a term that gets tossed around. I have, I've got lots of ideas. I don't really want to get into it sure. right now, but I think there's potential for some growth outside of nice. uh, winter. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll help us also recruit or for... You can master the mountain biking. Master the mountain biking. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's an obvious branding. offshoot. Yeah. One of the cool things the Nordic program is doing, they just got a grant and we did a matching grant. With that, they're getting some roller skis. So some of these oh, yeah. high school athletes can train in the off season. Nordic's wow. great for your endurance athlete. You know, whether if they're like a cross country runner yeah, or a track, yeah. they need something to do in the winter, mm-hmm. get them on some cross country skis. You really get that cardio, yeah. you get that endurance aspect versus all of us snowboarders and skiers who are kind of gravity fed. We just, we want to, <laughs> we want to let gravity do the work. So you're probably not going to try to introduce like the biathlon, you know, like distance skiing and shooting. It would be super cool. Actually, that somebody <laughs> threw that out there. That's not something we have going, but, it's probably you know, an insurance nightmare. I mean, it's probably an insurance nightmare. It has to be an insurance nightmare, but there was one of our instructors had in the past built a program and got it like a million dollar grant for a biathlon mm-hmm. program. Wow. But they were working not with kids, but with veterans, oh, getting yeah, veterans yeah, active yeah, and get their body moving and their skill set. And I just thought that that was really a cool thing. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the future holds? Ryan wants a Frisbee golf program. Oh, you're a Frisbee, frisbee golf. golf? No. No, no, he is not. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the disc golf. That was one of the things I threw, I he threw doesn't out hike there, like too. That. No, I, I, I think it's an interesting and it's an intriguing concept. Yeah. You know, it's low impact. He's a traditional low-ish. businessman. Golf, golf. <laughs> golf, golf. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's where the money's made. It's where the deals are made out there on the golf <laughs> where course. Where the deals are made. Chewing on cigars. Well, I, all I got to say about disc golf, I know it's not your average, you know, Thing, but I when I worked at the alternative high school at Traverse City High School, yeah. we started a disc golf club, and I had like twenty five percent of the kids coming out with me to Hickory Hills, which was yeah. kind of a logistic nightmare right. to keep an eye on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up having such a great thing. We went and pitched it to the Alternative Athletic Association. I got them to get their kids yeah. on board, and then we set up wow. a statewide disc golf competition yeah. with all the alternative high schools that wanted to participate, that, and met in Mount amazing. Pleasant, and people came from everywhere to that course. And I love My, that school, man. Traverse City High School dominated. Yeah. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I know we had, there was a few trophies by the time I left. My son just graduated from there. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. really. It was a really good fit for him. Yeah, you know, and I, I was high anxiety as a kid too. Lance Morgan, that. there still. Yep. Yep. He's a good he's a good man. No, I always like participated in the alternative education instead. So you mentioned well a million dollar grant. That that what would you do in a perfect world if you had an unlimited budget? An unlimited budget. You talked about marketing, but you know if I had an unlimited budget, there'd be a lot more outreach. We'd have full time paid director that oversaw programming and kept things moving through the year where we could actually connect with schools and get a face into the schools in all the schools in the area to kind of hype our programs. I would, you know, do huge outreach to areas that kids might traditionally can't afford to get out on the slopes. And I think skiing and snowboarding is the kind of thing where once you get into it, you kind of get bit by the bug. And I know that I became an instructor 17 years ago because my kid wanted to learn how to snowboard. And I had been snowboarding like twice and he had been zero times. And uh, <laughs> Patty, who's up in Leola County, was like, she always calls him coach. She's like, coach, we want you to work with our club. It was, it was, it was the Leola Ski Club. And I'm like, I don't 
know how to snowboard. And she's like, but you know kids and you know how to snowboard a little bit better than they do. So you're just going to get better and better. And that was 17 years ago. And I just went to, uh, with my youngest son, we went to Washington and went riding at Mount Baker and Crystal Mountain, Washington and had a great time. But yeah, that's, that's just it. You know, like when you are into it, you find a way. So I got into it and I would just work for the club so that my kids could be in there and learn how to ski and snowboard. Right. And then eventually, like, I got a skill set that sets me up to, you know, build a hopefully really cool program. Yeah. And maybe this is related to the last question, and you touched on it a little bit, but, you know, students interested, but they don't have the discretionary funds for the gear. Is there a rental program? Is there anything like that that you have now that helps? There is. So Crystal Mountain uh, has had established for a long time uh, a, a school program, they call it. And as we're part of Crystal Mountain, our kids who sign up and families who sign up for our program get the super reduced rate that make it accessible. But even then, we have people who are like, I can do the pass, but I don't know if I can do this part. And we'll be like, okay, well, we'll work it out and we we find ways to scholarship that kid. Usually we have the kids write something about why they want to be part of the club, you know, so that we know that they are invested in what we're doing. And it's also great to see what they write and to see them really have that excitement of just wanting to be part of Do you have any professional ski or snowboarders that have resulted from this program that you're aware of? Uh, Anybody gone on to acclaim? Not that I'm aware of. And that's not Um, a criticism. I was just kind of curious, you know, like somebody who's gone on to do something just crazy and amazing. And, we know, have we on have TV one about we you. have one kid I can think of snowboarder who I don't know what he's doing but when he was ready to move on from us and his uh, he was doing amazing things I wow. I expect to see him on X Games someday okay I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name but he was supremely talented and I would take him out and ride as hard as I could and he was right on my tail the whole time and wow. he was just awesome and he was like nine. Holy cow. Yeah, so he's gotta be like thirteen, fourteen now. I don't know what he's doing, but I know yeah. he's doing flips somewhere on a trampoline or, you know, <laughs> off the jumps he's got built in his that's backyard. So that Ooh, in cool. the off season, that's your training, your trampoline, your I mean, those guys that like to flip and twist and do all that, I'm not that guy. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that guy. I go. I play soccer in the Have summer. you tried mm-hmm. and something scared you and that's why you're not that guy or you're just like, Have I'm you ever not... done a flip on a trampoline? Yeah, a long time mm-hmm. ago. If you know how to do it, it's easy. Yeah. If you don't, you can easily wreck yourself. And I think right. I wrecked myself once. You have to check <laughs> that's yourself. That's all it takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. My son, Mr. Q. my son can do like flip after flip after flip all like that it's nothing and it's awesome but he's always been that guy so. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we also talked about the fact that you're a dj yeah and does this does there ever any crossover have you ever provided entertainment uh, during this or been asked or is that on the dl and i just screwed um, it up for you i had them ask <laughs> me about something this year just through crystal mountain and nothing ever ever happened with it it was fine. Like I gotcha. think, it just logistically, it wasn't going to work out for whatever reason. I think I might have been actually going to Washington State to snowboard that week. Anyway, I have not done any DJing out at Crystal Mountain. <laughs> not yet. Me, I, you know, I thought about it. It would be fun to go into the Vista and do like uh, 
the race league night, just like right. spin records and let it be that way. But it seems I do like there's a natural crossover to, there the, is. to the worlds. And I and I what I what I do want to see is um, I want to see the club uh, get a freestyle program going and have those kids really get engaged in uh, developing a, turn, a, a competition. Right. And the competition's just the whole idea of getting the kids together. I think the real magic happens when kids are like riding together in the in the warm yeah. up before the comp, you know, and that free ride time where the kids are all hitting stuff and talking to each other and and do you know, hitting the rails and and you know, getting pointers from each other. That's where the connection happens. In that, I would think we just need to have like a huge sound system and we're just blaring music all over <laughs> all over the hill so that everybody stops and looks and wants to see what's happening. I just to me that's seems like that would complete the package. That it, seems I right. mean, that's how I would do so can you explain as a DJ why inexplicably people like the song Sweet Caroline? It's, it's admittedly not, a terrible song. It's not song. just I, that song. It's uh, any of them that you can sing along with that gets known for. Uh, see, if you've done a lot of like public events like that, you know, like if you've done one where the, you got this like a mixture of people, <laughs> and so there's a lot of different forced fun songs, to them, yeah, they, they get it once a year once every other year and if they go to something where oh, there's something right. like that yeah. they don't realize that like if we're doing it every weekend it's like for us it's not fun yeah for us it's like oh here we go you know like and i i've kind of in a strange enough like genre of dj where uh, I only spin vinyl specialized and, yeah i oh, used to do nice. just reggae vinyl yeah, even. yeah. um and so people would come say say something to me, and as a vinyl DJ, you're just like, oh no, I don't have it. If you have a if you have a laptop, yeah. then they know you can get on the internet and yeah, find whatever song right. they want. But with me, it's like that. And now I'm just, I'm so out there with my music selections. It, they're all super groovy, and people dig it. But they, I think people quickly realize, like, oh, this isn't the guy who's going to play Sweet Caroline. Yeah, this is the vibe <laughs> of well, like, sir, it it depends on the venue. So right. if you're at a wedding. Most of the time, you it's both good. took yeah. that. You, you both took that ridiculous question really seriously. You're both true professionals. I can oh, sorry, tell you. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're talking, Listen, you're talking about our passion. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a real DJ, you want people to have a good time. Are the people dancing. That's right. Fun? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, how can listeners support the Crystal Community Ski Club and Master the Mountain? Uh, listeners can go to our website, which is ccskiclub.org. And there you can find links to uh, to everything that we have going on, as well as a link for donating. You can donate, there and is. that's the best way to do that is through the website. That would be the, yeah, it's the most direct. It's the most direct way. I mean, people are also welcome to reach out to me directly if they have some questions. They can reach me at my Gmail account, which okay. is Marco the Red at Gmail, and my daytime job as a carpenter so i'm not always checking my email i'm not at a, at a computer a lot so if somebody does send me something please be patient i'll eventually get back to you but uh, email is not my strong suit at this point well that's okay it's going to be worth it quality over quantity so the website was ccskiclub.org and is there anything else you'd want to share with the listeners about the program about yourself about life about music I think that this has been fabulous. I want to thank you guys. Um, I think anybody who checks this out, go check out CC Ski Club and think about a kid or a family in your that you may know that might be interested in that. Our goal, again, is to 
get kids outside, having fun, get active in the winter with other kids and learn a skill, a sport that hopefully they can take with them into their life. And maybe down the line, I mean, to me, the big win from this program will be in 15 to 20 years when I'm at Crystal Mountain and somebody skis up to me and says, hey, Mr. Marco and so-and-so, do you remember me from the club? And here's my kids and they've got their kids out there. That to me, that's a win. Like we're changing lives generationally at that point, you know, and that's important to me. That's incredible. Well, Marco, thank you so much for your pursuits and to all of those who pursue along with you, teaching valuable skills and giving confidence through Mastering the Mountain. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening and thank you for pursuing the positive. Hey, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us one more time on the Pursuit of Podcast. A big thanks to Marco, the homie, for coming in. For more information, check out ccskiclub.org. You can find out information on all of the Crystal Community Ski Club programs. And also, take a moment, check out Tin Lid Hat Company, tinlidco.com. Use promo code The Pursuit Of for 40% off to our listeners. And also, for general podcasting and production inquiries, check us out at newleonard.com.